Dylan George with a long pass up to Kobe. Kobe making a move going baseline and on chop and a His first throw touchdown. Last throw, full intercepted by Woodson, and he's going to walk into the end zone for a touchdown. Charles Woodson, what a play! That one is hit a mile. A majestic shot. This was prefigured, is what I'm trying to say by me. I am responsible for this. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. I'm responsible for this move. And it's 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 a big one because now UCLA is expected to make... I mean, for one thing, the Pac-12 is going down. is just been yeah. on a complete death spiral. It's done. It's, it, 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 I mean, it may survive. I don't know if it's done-done, but it's like they may like kind of... Uh, maybe it, it's kind of between the Pac-12 and the Big 12 at this point. One of the one or the other is kind of going going to survive, or it's going to be like six years of chicken shit survival, and then eventually it the the massive super conference structure. I like to ask you guys. I, I'm sure Sai has some understanding of exactly why everything has gone in this direction. Because to me, it seems like a logical thing of like, all right, instead of instead of the fun regional style we've dealt with our entire mm-hmm. the history of college sports, people are just realizing that it's more, it's more profitable to just collect all the, all the, the money schools and all the money markets into one conference. Yeah. And, and then, an, and then maybe another conference, just like, you know, MLB or, yeah. or, you know, like professional. I understand that. What I don't understand though, is that, baked into the system is still a shit ton of schools that don't bring anything to the table that are still part of the sec that are still part of the big 10 and it doesn't seem like there's a plan to kick them out so i'm curious it doesn't seem like a total optimization either and so i'm very confused as to the whole like explanation for why it's going into two conferences basically do you know anything well i love your your death spiral of the pac-12 through just pointing that out that's sad <laughs> what the fuck is going on it is sad i love the pack 12 i mean i love the pack i know me I too yeah 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 you know well, it's like well i don't know maybe it's like political it's harder politically to kick a school out than to take one in and they just they just run the numbers or something and when does this yeah. go into effect? is this next year this goes into effect 2024 this... so, okay okay 2024 yeah man and after, after, after trump comes back how does yeah, it exactly. play in with the is this connect? Because it seems like there's like three or four things happening in college football. Like, what's the money? The other thing, the money thing that players can. So you have the NIL, which I think is a huge part of this. That's I think thing, and, yeah, a huge yeah, part yeah. of this. And I think at the end of the day, I think there's meant to just be like two conferences. 
Like really, uh, that's what like, it is. Like a pro, like a bipartisan, thing. like a bipartisan thing. Like I'm sorry, what is the Pac-12? Oh, right now? okay. Oh, I think yeah, yeah. Where yeah, you're yeah. gonna have mm-hmm. Big Ten, SEC. That's all. That's the two most popular conferences. I mean, yeah. we, that's always been that way, even even before, even before all this shakeup. So you have the you have Texas, right? Texas is a monster school. Texas sucks right now. However, you can buy Texas low, which is what the SEC did. They bought low on Texas. Texas now has Arch Manning coming to uh coming to their school who's going to be the best thing since sliced bread apparently even though he's the son of the manning brother that never played sports um he's supposed to be in there and then oklahoma is also picked from the big 12 now the big 12 is rendered useless now ucla and usc i don't know that those right now in 2022 those aren't the top schools as far as win and loss in the pac 12 but they're definitely like two of the most recognizable names because I don't believe this is just for football. This is for basketball and baseball as well. And UCLA is, is the basketball school that's not named yeah. Duke UNC. And really, if you're talking about it, extrapolated over history, they are the basketball school. And well, um, so what's that? One of the, yeah, one of the big misnomers is that like it's about it's not about your recent success unless that recent mm-hmm. success has actually 100%. established a market. You know, like Clemson, for example. If maybe not for becoming a dynasty in football, maybe Clemson would not be such a big fucking deal, you know, but Clemson right now, you know, I don't know. Maybe Charleston is a bit. I don't know what the I don't know what the market size is, but it's not it's not a guarantee that Clemson anybody would be giving a shit about Clemson if they hadn't won national championships. But short of national championships, it's really about like the overall market, the overall fan base and alumni, the overall name recognition and and you know the ability to bring in i mean how what what value fox or espn puts on your participation in the conference that's what it ucla is. ucla has been shit yeah. in football for 20 years and is still historically <clears throat> the number two school in the pac-12 i mean you can argue oh. that washington is number two and ucla is number three if you want to be whatever but not oregon oh no oregon's like oregon's a oregon didn't do shit until the the uh you know really Joey Harrington season and yeah, then Dennis the Chip Kelly era. Joey, yeah 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 or- Oregon is new money Oregon is just like because of night has Nike has propped up Oregon into this program it's that it's become yeah. it's all Nike and it's Nike in the last 10 years like 15 years so Oregon is a total baby Oregon if Oregon didn't have all this Nike money that it had been glitzing around with the last 10 years it wouldn't even be in the part of the conversation right now because there's no market there. I mean, Portland. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. But it's like, Oregon's a shitty academic school. Oregon mm-hmm. doesn't have a national, you know, alumni. It has a very local alumni. Um, yeah. It's not, it wouldn't be talked about at all if it wasn't for the fact that it had all this Nike money, which is obviously something it's built itself into the conversation. Um, Washington's much more, I think, Washington's a much bigger piece. 90s of the pie. Washington was electric. Yeah. And 90s, not, but Washington. also Washington, Washington has a great history. Like you go back to the thirties and Washington is fucking right. a winning national championship. They mm-hmm. had like a coach that won, like went undefeated five years in a row, then got fired for being too cool. There was like, <laughs> we have to get into this at some point with a, with a Husky, but Washington has a long yeah. tradition and it's also a better school than Oregon. Um, but they're, you know, fierce rivals and whatever. So obviously UCLA and USC have been carrying the, are like, they completely define the pac 10, pac 12, pac 10, pac eight. You take them out and and all they've been doing all this time is sharing the revenue evenly, which has made no sense to anybody. So you've got Washington State and Oregon State, two schools that aren't even in the like are like they're barely even like academically yeah. accredited. 
getting the same amount of money as UCLA and USC. And it just never made any sense at that level. They've been propping everyone up. So now that everything has become so cutthroat, it it was inevitable that something like this was going to happen unless, you know, the Pac-12 restructured itself to give USC and UCLA a much bigger piece of the pie, which is what was going to happen if they didn't go to the the Big Ten, I'm sure. But still, mm-hmm. it's like, the value of the conference is just not that high. It's got too many, it's got too many pieces that don't really add much to it, you know? Um, yeah. And they're going to bring Boise state in, you know, that's what, what's going to happen. Right? I don't, I mean, I don't see how that can work. There, there's no one that's like, four, they, like I, potatoes don't watch television. Like, how are you going to, who's going they're pretty, to, pretty, it's pretty electric. It's pretty electric out there. They'll, they'll no, fall. I, I, I've, I been, I've been, I've been, I was just there a couple weeks ago. Like it's, they, they like, they get, they get down for their Broncos. Oh no, I'm sure they do, but the numbers just aren't there. Like they're not. Right. They're not. It's not that's a. Good but who else do you bring in? Who else do you bring in? That's into the, the blue field, right? I would yeah, say, yeah, that's field. the blue field. Honestly, I mean, I love those Mountain West uh, games between uh, Boise oh, State, gambling Peterson's heaven. Boise State. Yeah. yeah, and then remember the, the best game Parlay. was Peterson. Uh, was the best game was when Kaepernick was at Nevada, and they played uh-huh. at Boise, and they played Boise State the year they were both undefeated, and Nevada. Mm-hmm like made a huge comeback it was a great game um great offenses um so and i mean of course you know, the boise state oklahoma statue of liberty final play there was that too yeah i mean yeah, the Peterson, was gonna, yeah. one of the what best. was that was that oh seven probably oh seven i was gonna say because yeah. the game we got the game the guy got, proposes it was, it was to his girlfriend. the guy proposes oh, yeah, to his girlfriend dude. afterwards which yeah, yeah <laughs> that was great you know that was kind of well, like all right that game was when well that game was when it was our senior year and you know we were in the peak of our season and then that game happened and everyone of course was talking about it you know the next day like our head coach you know and everything so that was just a fucking that was a big like, that was the whole game. thing in football back then was that game i remember it was just absolutely insane bulletin board game yeah. it's like oklahoma this was david and goliath okay and you can go out yeah, there yeah we could beat anybody mm-hmm. boise state yeah, can go exactly. in on a national televised game sponsored by tostitos yeah <laughs> yeah they can yeah, they, yeah. They, they can win yeah that, again a, a little off topic there but um you know what's funny is i talked to my dad about this and my dad is such a like a boomer you, you ever <laughs> see the twitter account super 70s sports it's a great twitter account the guy's funny he just posts like very like funny stuff from the 70s that you've never that like uh, we wouldn't understand but like it looks really cool my dad like has a twitter account and only follows that account <laughs> and then my old account that I don't use anymore. Like, that's, the, the, that's the app. The app is just for that account. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and he'll send yeah, it to me. He'll send it to me all the time. I tweet from there and like, hey, look at this Joe Namath leggings commercial where he's wearing leggings like Nair and stuff. Like, <laughs> look at this commercial from there. How, how funny, you know? And then I was like, yeah, I know that. I, 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 I follow that account too. You know, like, like whatever. <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. But my dad, when I talk about the, he's still very big into college football. Um, and, and as we watch the game, I will uh, this is definitely a father son. The only team my dad yeah. and I like together is the uh, Notre Dame fighting Irish. But he's still right. very into college football. So he'd be go. He, he, the first thing when I say, hey, the Pac-12 is, you know, this is happening with the Pac-12. My dad goes, I remember when it was the Pac-8. That's just yeah, a stock they response. Love saying- <laughs> they love saying that. Anybody that's <laughs> over the age of 50 is like, there used to be eight teams in the Pac-. I know. Like, yeah. who, who, are, who are the schools? Who are all the Arizona's. Arizona, oh, the Arizonas were not in the eight. The Arizonas oh, were the okay. ones that got okay. added. So they're mm-hmm. gonna, you know, fuck the Arizonas. Um, uh, before the Pac eight, it was called the PCC, the Pacific Coast Conference, I think. Mm. Wow. Um, so so yeah, I mean, UCLA <laughs> and USC have been in it forever, and 
mm-hmm. it's actually I really what I really want now speaking self selfishly it's really important to me that none of the other Pac-10 schools uh, get into the Big Ten or the SEC so that UCLA can can finally get a leg up in recruiting over Stanford, Oregon, and Washington, yeah, who are, you know, totally. um, Stanford's always been a recruiting problem because they're the ones who, because they're Stanford, they get, they go after yeah. the the kind of kids who have good grades. And, you know, UCLA has a high grade threshold, unlike or Oregon's like, you know, you might as well apply to university of Kabul or something. It's like, there's no, <laughs> there's zero fucking, um, uh, it, it, but like, but, but Stanford, is a recruiting th- problem uh, for UCLA. Um, less so Cal these days, but even Cal sometimes. So I want UCLA to have that huge recruiting advantage, at least for like five years. Mm. Like kind of like, you know, Texas A&M had totally like, it was a huge boost for Texas A&M to go to the SEC 10 years mm-hmm. ago, but it wouldn't have been such a boost if Texas went right along with it, right? Like it was, it was only because they were allowed... Yeah. able to distinguish themselves from texas as they're the, the biggest loser out of all of this is texas a&m that's what people don't realize about all of this yeah. and you, and what what happened this recruiting for the 2023 class they spent the most money in the nil out of any school because they know what? their fucking time is running is running out they know their time is running out as like the we're the hot ticket sec because once texas jumps in the sec no one cares about agriculture or whatever the mil- and military <laughs> whatever that shit stands for i don't even know but like a&m but nobody cares about that stuff. Johnny Manziel. Uh, then in like the fifties, they they had like a huge run in like the forties and the fifties. But other than that, like nobody cares about that. Ryan Tannehill, things like that. But uh, the they are going to suffer the hardest <clears throat> out of any school under this crazy realignment that's happening right now. And um, yeah, I I think that's and and then you know not to put it on my guys, but. Everybody's wondering what Notre Dame's going to do because Notre Dame might join That's the Big Ten. What we're waiting for. That's what we're waiting for. And then I'm hearing, yeah. are we not going to get an answer right away? Like it sounds like now, are we going to wait two years for an answer? Because I thought we were going to get an answer right the fuck. Very, away. very Notre Dame thing to do to just sit and wait and make the the Vatican's yeah. going to leave the black smoke out. The popes are going to, the cardinals are going to decide. I didn't. I didn't tell you guys. I watched the blue and gold game this year, this spring. Right? Did you watch that? The Notre uh, Dame what? Blue and Gold. I did yeah. not watch it. Um, I was I I watched I I was at work and I saw somebody live tweeting it and I was like, damn, dude, <laughs> like you got to be like, <laughs> like I I don't think he was being paid. Well, I was like, man, you got to yeah, be <laughs> you got to be in South Bend, basically. You got to like live in South <laughs> Mayor Bend. Pete, Mayor Pete, dude, just Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, yeah. Just... What's stuck out? No, yeah. <laughs> yeah How funny is it that that's the mayor of South Bend, <laughs> Indiana? I got no, that people just don't like put enough on that. Like that that's yeah. like just some like CIA gay guy, like or whatever, whatever he is. And is like yeah, the, yeah. the mayor of South was the mayor of South Bend. Now he's the head of transportation uh in, in the United States. And hey. then during like the <laughs> highest like? gas price fucking hike ever. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, that, but then yeah. now but he was like in charge of like this insane like I mean hey I'll say it. We're the Trad Cath University. I'll say it. You sure fucking are, man. Of course, that, dude. Yeah. You guys no, are the it, fucking it the elephant Cath in the room. For anybody who's not a sports person who's just uh, I'm just meandering because I like these three guys. I don't understand. Make this Twitter related. My school is the Trad Cath University. My school is the uh my school trips out on on Drag Queen Story Hour big time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you know, I've been to I so I've been to a game at your at your tra- at the at the Vatican known as South Bend. Indiana. Really? 
Yes. You and went? It was a, I went into to the game when UCLA played. This is a this is a heartbreaking game we could have easily done as well if we wanted I remember to fuck me in the ass. But mm-hmm. uh, when, yeah, UCLA went to Notre Dame, led the whole fucking game, and then at the lat, with 40 seconds left and one drive to go in three plays with okay. Samarja, they marched into the end zone, and we had to take the train back to Big Chicago. character in our pants. God, God that Jeff was Samarja. miserable. Jeff, Jeff uh, Samarja dude. was created in a lab to make me a happy person, man. Like, I love that guy. He, and Carl Dorrell, coach of the UCLA, was creating a lab to make me want to, to make me gay. And that's why I turned <laughs> it to fucking Dorrell. Yeah, the military industrial <laughs> complex really had to had to had to do that. So um while I get the game Armenian procreating, I guess. While I get the game queued up, because it's a rather long game, and I'll be I'll be skimming around. They they put the full broadcast in this, by the way. I, I the one I downloaded, they have like pre-game, like halftime shot. It's like insane. Like, it's unhinged so the, what, what they decided to put in there. But um Sai, Armenian is has been known to wager on a game from here from uh, oh, mm-hmm. here here and there. Uh, um, he, he, what can, we you you and I just released an episode about well not about remote viewing but we mentioned remote viewing oh, remote viewing yeah. and gambling. Dude. Can you can you get into this for a second? I, I want I want him to hear you this know, and I, I couldn't really explain it to him. Just you know, I, what's I know, so funny is like I no Did I was literally thinking the other this? day. No, well, no, I was, I requested it. I was like, it, I, uh, I was like, man, I, we didn't get into the gambling side of, uh, the remote viewing thing, which is easily the, the fucking coolest part of it. And, uh, and, and in fact, we were joking on, on, uh, Twitter with, uh, with Ryan the Lion. Ryan right? the Lion is coming on the show tomorrow. My, uh, my, our, yeah, he's the WNBA. He's our WNBA guy. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be huge. I, yeah. I, I need to, he's a, all right. a thick Minnesota Fargo yeah. accent. All right. I can't, I'll, I can't wait I'll, to, to, to just drill into his brain. I'll subscribe to the show. I'm putting it on. I'm putting it on wax here. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, talk yeah. about that. I'm going to get the game queued up. I'm going to yeah. let it roll because it, it kind of, kind of lingers a That's little probably, bit. I'm, I'm sorry guys, by the way, I didn't, I didn't even realize I had, I wasn't subscribing yet to fucking back wall. That's crazy. dude. Many, yeah. many, many such cases. Yeah. Many such we'll cases. Yeah. yeah. One at a time. <laughs> fucking, yeah. You know, you can't convert the entire world into catholics one at a time yeah the minute we have yeah. dave Portnoy on to watch to watch a game everybody's gonna be like oh, oh i always yeah, love dude. this podcast like of it's course. fucking brilliant. yeah yeah, yeah. brilliant <laughs> bars being dropped in this podcast and like a small handful of people hey, that's fine i love them they're great it's great i mean it, it's i'd do this for free i'd lose money on it i don't care like it's 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 fantastic well that's but what makes it great you know is yeah that, yeah the, yeah the, exactly but i just i just laughed uh yeah and so anyways the remote viewing please yeah. please get into this yeah, no, it's so, so first of all, the guy that taught me no does this basically, or he used to, and he's, and he's like not the biggest sports guy. He's kind of basketball. He's a Portland, uh, Portland basketball guy, you know? I'm not surprised. And yeah, yeah. And, uh, but man, it's, uh, okay. So basically everything in remote viewing is, is a target, right? It's, it's, you, you remote view a target, which is pre-selected, but hidden from you by the person running the trial or, or whatever, or it could just, you could just hide it from yourself. Like an, think of like an envelope with a, with a photo in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so the whole, I don't know, the whole like hippie idea behind the remote viewing is that our subconscious is also, you know, it's not localized just to our brains and it can kind of extend out and everything. And you can kind of feel places and events and, you know, people use this to figure out like the Russian bases and shit in the U S government and, and the, um, you know, and all sorts of stuff, but you can assign a target to anything. So I could have a picture of, 
like a giraffe and a monkey in like a jungle or a photo of that and have it in envelope B or envelope A and then envelope B you have like a photo of like a you know like a like a iron factory or something right like totally different vibes right and then you assign a target you know <clears throat> you're like is UCLA or Notre Dame going to win this game on Saturday you know and uh you saw, you know, UCLA win, you wins, you uh, quote unquote assign that uh, to envelope A, that photo, and vice versa, you assign the uh, Notre Dame winning to envelope B, and then you remote view the targets. And since you, since you assigned the future event to one of the two choices, your subconscious draws the picture of the envelope, ideally corresponding to the win, the, the correct outcome of the game, right? So if I remote view and I'm thinking like, okay, cold, <clears throat> pardon me, like cold metal, uh, you know, kind of like industrial. And then I'm, I'm drawing this, maybe I draw like a, a prison or like, or like a build old building or something that's going to be way closer to envelope B than envelope A, right. Which is the jungle with the living creatures and stuff. Right. So I, I remote viewed without knowing anything about what, which even one was assigned to which, right. It's completely blinded. I picked, envelope uh, B and if UCLA or no and if Notre Dame wins the game in this example then I would have won that placing a bet on those odds right because I chose the correct target now what what people say is like obviously this doesn't work 100% of the time that'd be that'd be retarded right <laughs> you know yeah but it, it works enough your your so your subconscious is well versed enough to pick up on you could sway the odds in your favor and there are people that have claimed to have done this and got better odds than chance, right? Like maybe 55%, 58% kind of thing, which over the long run, if you use the correct percentage wager of your account, you know, you can't blow, you blow your account on one wager or whatever, that you will for sure be chance using your own psychic powers and for sure grow your account just based on a, a, a high win percentage. Hang on, yeah. hang on, hang so, on. Hang on. Yeah. I need, I, I, need, this I, need I, I, I wanted I yep. wanted to drop this bomb on you. I, I I'm still I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm still fucking <laughs> lost. You, yeah, you're telling okay, but wait, you're you, well, first of all, what is remote viewing exactly? It's just you you sitting down a, thinking and define, please. You're yeah, it's it's basically a like a psychological technique, like a parapsychological technique where you. You get into just, and it's nothing too fancy, honestly. Like when we did it, you just you just get into a chill state, you know, relax. Um, then you are given a target, or you pick a target, and you're like, draw what's in envelope A, this one right here. What what and target? Then, when you pick a target, what are you doing? Someone else has a bunch of photos in envelopes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're just a, randomly B, picking an envelope. You're just picking. You're just yeah. saying that envelope there. You don't know what's inside. Yeah. You don't know what's inside and you're like, I'm going to try and draw the gist of what's in that. And I'm going to do it using like emotions, like I said before, like cold, industrial, metallic. What? Where right? did you get the cold? Oh, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where did you get the cold and industrial trigger? Like, where so, did that, the word... so we were we were picking Notre Dame to win, but subconsciously we didn't even know we were picking. Consciously, we didn't even know we were picking Notre Dame. We just drew the the metal factory. As compared to what was in the envelope A, uh, the, no, the why did the, you draw a metal factory? Why did you draw? You just randomly decided completely out of like like where did you get the idea to or the instinct to draw a metal factory? 
Like that's the what photos I'm in the envelope. Our site, our 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 supposed. So you start out with two photos. Yeah. Oh, you so, so you what? see the photos. Yeah, you've no. seen. Oh, well, you don't you don't see the photos. You don't. I see the, I know what he's person, saying. Yeah. yeah. So if you have two people, like okay, I could I could be leading the the trial, and I have all the photos in the envelopes. I know what's in the envelopes. I give it to you two guys. I'm like, and what I'm talking about with this, what what's with the sports betting, it's called um, associative remote viewing, where you do an A B trial. You know, like envelope A, envelope B. You could just remote view what's in envelope C and get that accurately, right? But when you do associative, you're you're choosing a binary outcome: win, loss. Notre Dame, US or uh, UCLA, right? So I don't know. So if I give it to you guys and this is actually a perfect example because it's better with more than one person. If I give A and B envelopes, wildlife scene versus metal factory, and these are real photos, A and B, and I say, you know, okay, you guys are going to remote view. And you target. assign those two things, UCLA or Notre Dame. Yes. You, okay. Yeah. Envelope A is UCLA. We've, we've done envelope. this beforehand. We've assigned those two. Yep. Or okay. I have, the guy running the trial, right? right, I've, right, right, right. I've assigned, right? Okay. So you two remote view, knowing nothing about what's in either of these envelopes, but no, but subconsciously you've given yourself the cue to tune in to the one associated with the, the team's win. You want to be correct, right? That way you can place a bet. Um, okay, okay, but wait, but so I'm sitting there. You're telling me, okay, start thinking about you're the you're you're leading the trial. You're telling me yep. here the two, you're what are you telling me? What are you telling me as I'm sitting here and about to remote? Like, what are you telling me to I, do? I basically say remote view the target that's associated with the win on Saturday envelope a or envelope B I know what it is so you do like a you know a two three step process very simple you do a few scribbles on the notepad and then you start to like in the upper left corner you'll write all your emotional words like cold just metallic you know kind of uh industrial you know n nothing alive right now you know maybe like oil stains on the ground dark you know like a Batman scene or something so they that um, but I'm writing that because I already want I already want to pick Notre Dame. Otherwise, why else am I thinking of Notre Dame related? Uh, no, you no, it's not. So the, the I'm sorry the the photos have nothing to do with with either one, win or loss. With either okay, team. so but the person uh, running I'll the trial it. and the person drawing don't know they're not yeah. on the same page. Okay, so, so you, as the you person guys are drawing, drawing, yeah, they don't as know the person drawing. Assigned. You don't know what you don't know what they've assigned to what. I have no idea. You're telling me I have nothing to go on. I'm Nothing just literally drawing just on a blank page whatever comes to my mind. Exactly. Yes, that's remote viewing. And so what's crazy, you think you think this is retarded, but you guys both do it, right? And okay, one of you on your page, you wrote the, the shit I said before, and maybe you draw a couple iron bars or like a prison cell or something. And then Glenn does the same thing, but like draws like a, you know, like a like a steel beam or a factory or something, right? No animals in sight, no leaves, no living green, no like life energy kind of thing. And it could be anything. I'm just picking two examples, right? Where you could have like a water scene, like an ocean surfer, and then like a desert scene. So obviously you're just picking two photos separate from each other enough to where you can use your subconscious and remote viewing to discern. So, so that's what's crazy is like I have done this in groups before and both of you kind of draw the same gist of the same image, right? And anyone like anyone running the trial like me would clearly look at this, the shit you write and go, oh, we're going envelope B because that's way closer to what these guys drew. And then envelope, than envelope B determines the bet that you if you were a gambler yeah. and you're like, everyone seems to be drawing these same 
at least in the same ballpark of these things. Therefore, I'm thinking yep. that whatever envelope B is, whatever, if that's UCLA or Notre Dame, I'm, I'm betting yep. on them. Yep. And so you start to do this, and obviously it doesn't work every time, but the better you get, the better you are at picking these things. And the cool thing about it is it separates emotion. Since you're just remote viewing a thing associated with an outcome, it's you're not you're you're it's kind of a filter supposedly for your subconscious to where you're not biased one way or the one way or the other. And has anyone applied and, this on like a larger scale, like somebody who actually is a gambler? Do you know this? Yeah, there's there was a site the guy that said he's been doing it for like 30 years, and he literally just you know the shit that compounds over 30 years. If you have like a winning edge in a bet, is insane, mm-hmm. right? Totally. And so he's so his his whole thing was like he's like I don't even risk that much, but like I just you know like way less than. Like, I, you know, we could, you know, a lot of people use the Kelly criterion, right, for figuring out the percentage of your wallet you should bet on each game to maximize return, right? So that's like a, you know, so he's like betting even way less than that, super low risk, but just because he's been doing it for 10, 20, 30 years and his win rates, you know, 55, 57%, uh, he's able to just grow an account and make it turn like 10 grand into like a million bucks or something and just keep living off that, you know? So I think he does it like full time. I'm I sure need you a lot to of people. do this. I need you to do this. Like I need, I want well, you to do this. It's crazy. We had a group in of like three or four people doing this, and then the guy that taught us was running it. And what's crazy, you could do it by email. He just emailed us and was like, "All right, remote view A or B," and it's like it's already in the ether supposedly or some shit. They say, you know, so so you just tune in, and so we yeah we were doing some uh, some NBA games for sure through Portland, and uh, yeah I think we were like. Two out of three or three out of four. Yeah, uh, small scale, but, small but you saw, yeah. You... And but what's what's crazy? Like that's that's crazy. That like that you might get lucky and win a few using this. But the crazier thing is like you know there are three or four of us doing it, and we would be remote viewing these targets, and we'd be sharing with each other after we'd already done it. Like, uh, you know, yeah, we were just comparing notes and like drawing drawing the same shit like. You know, a lot of them are it's like a wildlife one versus like a city one. So that that's an easy one to, you know, if you pick up like green leaves and desert or whatever in your queue, that's a good discern discerning thing. So we'd be like drawing the same shit. So it's even if even if the technique doesn't work for gambling, the trippy part was that we were all tuning into the same thing without having ever seen this fucking envelope or this photo. So it's just it's like it, it's hard to. I don't, it's hard to prepare. Like, like I've always believed in weird shit, but doing this was like, Oh my God, like how is this even real? You know, like I I had two or three things that I I basically drew like what was on the fucking photo and this shit I'd never seen before in my life. And it's like, that's, it should be totally random. It should be impossible to even do that, you know? But, um, this is something the government's like literally used and paid millions of dollars to research and they, they still use it. And even though they keep it on the low, you know, but, yeah, so that's how you fucking remote view to gamble. Associative, like A versus B. I'm, yeah. I'm glad we put that on on wax. We needed that. We needed that. Yeah. On there. Um, I, I just want to see somebody. I want to see that on on a full like a large scale of like a full NFL season or like a full yeah. college football season. I'd I'd like to see that done. You could have like, yeah, you could have hundreds of people doing it, thousands, and just trying to you know that'd be that'd be super interesting. Yeah, and. uh and it, with, the, with the weird thing is it's a skill. It's not hard, a hard skill to learn, but you practice it. You get better, they say, and mm-hmm. you get really good where you're, you're drawing this, the correct shit all the time, you know, and it's just. I don't like, get what the skill is, though, except to just like, 
I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get where the skill comes in. What's I like guess the, it, well, that's uh, neither do I. That's the crazy thing is like, this is a totally different realm almost. It's a totally, you're, I guess the skill is just on, honestly learning to be quiet and chill while you're doing this and just kind of t- tune in. And the important thing they say is to, to just write directly what you feel and see, don't try and interpret it right away. Cause oftentimes you'll interpret it and you'll look back later and be like, Oh, I was on the right track, but I should have just let it, let it flow. You know, it's, there's a lot of like nuances and shit to this, but, but I, we learned it in a night. It was great. Like we literally just started doing it one night and, um, and then I read the guys, but Russell Targ was like the main scientist guy. And yeah, he has all sorts of books on it now and stuff. And, uh, he was like he's like a physicist. He's like a particle physicist that just was hired by the government to do this research. And you know he's definitely not some crazy motherfucker. He's just like you know, and he's like yeah, this shit's hundred percent real. And you know anyone can learn it. And yeah, it's just something we don't really talk about or kind of acknowledge. But I think it's starting to pick up pick up some steam. Yeah. Well, I just like the mystical element of sports when you. I don't know if. I don't. I have no idea. I've never done this before, but I love the element of like the way people watch sports is almost akin to like remote viewing, where like we have these like insane. I I don't know. I don't know how to look at it, but like I watch sports like like I, I don't watch them in like a practical way. I watch them in yeah, like yeah. A, in like no, a mystical same, way. Same. You know what I mean? Like I I I'm like oh this is sports. This is insane. Like oh my gosh, that was a completed pass. Like what a contested catch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. you know what? What an insane thing! Like who who saw that happening? So I do love the fact of like adding that in. There. Yeah. Well, what? Well, I'll I'll tell you this because I'm still completely baffled right now. Just to be honest, like a, oh, a crypto just got crypto just got silenced by the deep state. Crypto oh, he left. Le- he left. He has left. He's been yeah, plucked. He's got, okay. He yeah. said too much. He really he said, said too much. I mean, he said too much, and and that I feared that. I feared that. I wanted him to mince his words a little bit there, but he he really, uh, really got absolutely. Just when he said it, hundred percent works. He really gave it gave the game away, you know, because that, really that would be, it really did. This is when an he said that this is a hundred percent science hard. So, oh my god, what is this? Look at this weird play that yeah i need i need to do a full intro on this game too so um while he's coming back in uh uh that'll happen let me see what what did he just say hang on my wi-fi went out okay he'll he'll hop back in he's got the invite so this is uh here he is okay there he is there he is what's up there is what's up perfect okay anyways let me let me intro this game let me intro this game what's just happening right now just an interception from the great brady quinn tried to do a flea flicker here but his arm was hit by frosty rucker who was a ten-year uh, defensive end in the NFL? Uh, oh. Picked off by Keith Rivers. Actually, a really nice interception there. And uh, Keith Rivers was also given number fifty-five. Number fifty-five is big in USC. Willie McGinnis had it. A few people in the past had it before that. Um, so Keith Rivers was kind of like the guy. If you want number fifty-five, you have to consult the Council of Fifty-Fives in USC. Uh, it's like a Thor, like a Thor kind of situation. And um, Anyways, this is 2005. That was a sick. That was a sick interception. Amazing. No, by the way, and and, and, and yeah. people don't realize how cool that was. Again, if you're not subscribed, if you're subscribed to us, there's a video option. Like, there's a video. If you're listening on audio, that's fine. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's great. But you can watch the game with us on video. But um, what you are seeing right now is the 2005 um, 
USC at Notre Dame. This game is called the Bush Push. Uh, this is one of the best non-bowl, non-championship college games ever to exist. It's amazing. It's it's a roller coaster of emotions, and we've just gotten started. Uh, right now, Brady Quinn, you can tell they're playing the number one. This is number nine Notre Dame, who is kind of shocking that they're even number nine because they just fired Tyrone Willingham, formerly of Stanford, as Reggie Bush is just absolutely destroying. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, no. That, what you'll see right away is Reggie Bush of USC. Who Reggie? If you're just an NFL fan and you saw Reggie Bush, you're like, yeah, bust. In college, this man was a nightmare. He moved different. Yeah. He was a different gear. It just was. It was different right here. And he's got a great offensive line headed by Ryan Khalil. And but he just stuff. hurtled his way. To he the, hurtled. Yeah. Said, and on the podcast hurdle. I was listening to, the defensive back was like, "Yo, I tried to like square up his hip, and he just jumped yeah. over me. Like yeah. it was just. It was just like it was like cyborg, like predator type thing. And um, anyways. This is my 15th birthday. This is happening on right now. <laughs> Watching this with my father, who's also a lifelong Notre Dame fan. Um, it's the only reason I'm a Notre Dame fan is because of my dad. I just was like, I don't like, I like Cal. They're fine. I don't like Stanford. And that's partially because of Notre Dame having a you know, forever long rivalry with them. And, uh, but this is the Notre Dame's number one rival, USC. Uh, this game is insane right now. What's what's happening here? Uh, Notre Dame's not really supposed to be number nine. USC is totally supposed to be number one. Uh, they are coming off of really a, a, a large run under Pete Carroll, where Pete Carroll is the Pete Carroll was their fourth option for head coach. Fourth option. They didn't even want him. They settled for wow. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll was a failed NFL coach, very much a failed NFL coach. Uh, I believe the Jets and the Patriots he coached, and um, they were like, "Fine, we'll give him a second chance." Da da da. No worries. You go to the Carson Palmer era, where the and then uh, the Matt early Matt Leinart era. Matt Leinart returns for his senior year when he probably could have been a top three NFL pick. Uh, Reggie Bush is hitting his junior year right here, and Notre Dame is kind of just with Charlie Weiss, the morbidly obese Charlie Weiss, who was on a ventilator two years prior, um, ends up wincing their way into number one. Kind of just kind of just getting into number nine. Brady Quinn has a has a has a year that's almost unlike him at this point. He's really good this year. And um, this is the game of the year. Notre Dame ends up becoming, instead of like a, hey, welcome to our stadium. We'd love to show you the history of our stadium. They start becoming like a fuck you type school because they know this <laughs> school is really big. And um, as you see, Reggie Bush is just is going off. This is truly a, I don't want to, it's not David and Goliath because nine versus number one is not that. But this is just, this is just a team that has another gear. They are stacked. They have Dwayne yeah, Jarrett in the receiving core. They have Matt Leinart at quarterback, who if you follow Matt Leinart's pro career, again, like Reggie Bush, you're kind of like, ah, what, what's what's the big deal with that? No, Matt Leinart was a baller in college. Um, great offensive and line. And he dated Paris Hilton, and he, sure he was did. like, he was truly like a Laguna Beach type of star in the 2000s. And I actually want to talk about this because this is gone now, I feel. But like be between yeah. Brady Quinn and Matt yeah. Leinart, this game is really like the Brady Stanella's Bowl. Like these are two <laughs> 2000s reality TV type of, you know, golden boy, California boy stars. Brady Quinn's also from Southern California, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, but, correct. Yeah. Military San and, Diego. And yeah. San Diego, Leinart's from Santa Ana. This is Laguna Beach. Reggie Bush I, is from I, San Diego. Reggie, yeah. Reggie yeah. Bush is from San Diego. I once, I think I, this receipt I have from Cheesecake Factory that I had in my Mencken book <laughs> is from when I was there and I might've been the day that, Matt Leinart came in with his new baby that, you know, a, a bastard baby. Um, 
at the time he, he had <laughs> he had knocked up someone up really early and then he's recently had two more sons he produces a lot of sons you know he was like a he's he's a these are like characters that i really don't think there have been in this in the uh social media era because oh, like totally. who's been like you know because like the most famous quarterback of the last 10 years is kaepernick literally in co- uh, well okay you just mean total like, no i mean like, like yeah, yeah yeah i mean like i just mean like in terms of a yeah and it, like like young in terms of like in a way that what everyone's yeah. talking about as a people who don't watch football know who kaepernick is yeah to, right totally. and tom, yeah. tom brady obviously tom brady but tom brady that's his last like he's been in the nfl since the year 2000 so he was part of that early he's older than these guys um uh Ooh. and and he's still playing but like who's there hasn't really been like this partly because the, the the quarter like you know it's also partly a racial thing i think but uh but did this like orange county this like uh, uh golden boy 1990s and 80s vision of the Amer- of the high school quarterback becoming the big star and the big little uh the heartthrob mm-hmm. who has it been in the last 8 year, 10 years like who is the post liner post brady quinn when Tebow was from this let's era. Remote view it. Let's remote view it. <laughs> draw, draw the like a cock of the person. Draw the quarterback you know, cock. Yeah. Right. Without knowing anything, I drew Matt Leinart's penis perfectly. <laughs> Without knowing anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. You so you got, well, you, you know who could do that. that. You know who could do that? Our friend Jack is a master cock voyant. He knows exactly. Okay. I <laughs> needs to teach Jack remote viewing and i think we'll have the <laughs> ultimate piece uh, uh uh penis knower uh knowledge yeah he's um, in a penis knower because he can deduce it from the general just on their 29 yard line they're on 29 yard line by the way and they're down seven nothing um charlie weiss is a madman at this point this is this is his like super bowl right here after just winning a super bowl two years ago but this uh, is a this is where Charlie Weiss goes into Notre, gets the Notre Dame job, and says that they will go into every game with a distinct schematic advantage. And and this is where my, Charlie Weiss, at the end of this game, is going to get a massive, massive contract extension, which makes him rich forever, and which repeats like a few times uh, in his he career. Goes to Florida after this, does he not? He, 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 he well, no. After this, he goes after he after he gets fired from Notre Dame. He goes back uh-huh. to be an OC in the NFL for one year at Kansas City. Then he goes to be an OC yes. in Florida. Then he gets totally. the Kansas job, and Kansas, Kansas gives him a long contract. Yeah, and he fucking guts that program. Like, he yeah. destroys that I mean, program. Kansas only hired fat people. Like, they only hired, like, the fattest guy. They're like, <laughs> yeah, but they, like they, royalty. they yeah. fired a good fatty for a bad one. I mean, you know, the Mangino yeah. was great. Or he took him to the Sugar Bowl or whatever it was. Totally. Orange Bowl. And Juan um but charlie weiss basically because of this game he will have he will get paid for the next 15 years not to coach i mean once notre dame gets rid of him all because they he almost wins this game it it was a crazy probably the worst overreaction to like to an early coach uh like showing signs of promise that has ever happened totally in the history of college sports Hey guys, if you like what you see in the video and want to see more, go ahead and click the link in the description. That's patreon.com slash the back wall. Filthy Armenian and I are going to be doing lots of classic games. We'd love for you to join us. Again, that's patreon.com slash the back wall.